Welcome to Iron Radio. Coming up, a disappointing but inspiring finish. I've heard from several people, actually, a lot of like my close running friends and family were quite concerned, I think, just because of the way that I look. But I did get received some very nice messages from them um, about just the fact of finishing, even if it's not you know, the time that you wanted. Um, and a couple of people on course, too, like there was one person who in particular messaged me, I think it was on Instagram, and she said her and her daughter were at um, maybe 38 or 39K. Uh, anytime I hear that I can inspire younger people, it's really, really fantastic, and it makes me feel very good. And so it it helps to lessen the disappointment that I get from, you know, finishing time or a place. Um, and she said they watched and she said that um, it was just an example of, you know, if you want to be your best, you know, you have to finish things despite how hard it is. So that was a really nice message to receive from her. The last person across the finish line. And so there we were, the, the final finishers of the marathon and the half marathon crossing the line together. And what was special about that was as we were crossing the line, all the volunteers, all the extra mile crew and all the other volunteers at the finish line, you know, started really cheering for us and, and realizing that we were the last um, people they uh, they had to help across the finish line. You know, it was really a, quite a special experience. And then, you know, John Stanton was there at the finish line, so we quite honored to shake his hand as we crossed. So all around a, a tremendous experience. And why some runners go the extra mile to help others. It's that feeling of running plus that feeling of helping, plus the rush of the Ottawa race weekend, like of the Ottawa Marathon. Um, It's all those things. It's just thrilling. Um, I was running um, during the marathon with the Extra Mod crew, and one of the other Extra Mod crew um, volunteers just came up to me, and he was like, this is so thrilling, right? Like, this is crazy. And I was like, I know. And I'm like, is this your first year? He's like, yeah. And he was you know, it's, it's a bunch of emotions at the same time. Um, and it's also understanding that I'm making a difference. Um, I wouldn't trade that for anything. It- On this edition of I Run Radio, Rachel Hanna didn't have the performance she wanted at the Ottawa Marathon this year, but she still inspired many people with a gutsy push to the finish. Although she was physically struggling, she still completed the marathon, and a lot of runners can relate to what she went through. We'll talk to Rachel coming up today. Also, one special element of the Ottawa Marathon is the Extra Mile Crew, a group of volunteers who run the final few kilometers with participants to help them get across the finish line. We're going to share both sides of that with you today. We'll talk to a member of the Extra Mile Crew who just relishes the opportunity to help those other athletes, and one of the participants who was helped by one of the volunteers and was the very last finisher in the marathon. Let's get things started now with the editor and general manager of IRUN, Ben Kaplan. Hello, Ben. Hey there. How are you? Uh, feeling great. Thank you, sir. I'm really excited to share the story of Rachel Hanna. We talked about this over the last couple of weeks, her uh, really incredible gutsy finish at the Ottawa Marathon a few weeks ago when it wasn't her day, but she still finished the race, and I know she inspired a lot of people when she was doing that. Yeah, you know, when it's your day and you can walk on water, it's one thing. And uh, when that happens, God bless. But those times when it's really painful and it looks like you should stop and it feels like you should stop and you don't, I mean, that's hard. That's what it's all about. And I, the funny thing about Rachel Hanna on that day is I had 
previously quit. So I'm not talking <laughs> hypothetically. Yeah. I'm actually talking about what happened. You bailed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, her, the, 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 what, what she has, and I've since had all these conversations with people that they just have with Alan Brooks, actually, the Canada Running Series um, head. Yeah, uh, guru. He's been on the Scotiabank Marathon <laughs> and all sorts of, you know, he's been in the sport for 25 years. And he used to race competitively in the 80s. But he would, he didn't have that gear, which just separates the truly elite. Because I would say 99.99.99% of the people would have stopped in the state uh, that Rachel was in. But she showed no sign of stopping. Yeah, incredible story. So we'll be sharing that with you coming up. And then we've talked about it before, but this extra mile crew, I love this. Uh, these, these people who hang around a few kilometers from the finish and they watch for people who are having a hard time and they run with them and encourage them. And the great thing about it is, you know, it, that it works, right? I mean, you'd think, you'd think running is sort of a solo activity and that it's only your energy that gets you to the finish line. But when you've got somebody to share the load a little bit, it helps. And you love the generosity of these people, right? I mean, yeah. these are runners who, instead of running their race, instead choose to help other runners achieve their goal. So they're putting their goal second to you reaching your goal first. I mean, yeah. that act of generosity just means so much. Yeah. And then we're going to share the story of one of the last people across the finish line. And uh, it's really, there's a great backstory to this of somebody who overcame a uh, brain injury and a stroke and was uh, was uh, participating with other people in similar circumstances but what i love about this story is you think oh okay you're going to be you're going to finish dead last in a marathon well first of all you're still finishing a marathon secondly it's probably even harder for you to finish in a long time than it was for many people to finish in a shorter time. You're out there for a lot longer. And then they got a big fanfare at the end. They got a big cheer, and they, uh, John Stanton went up and, and congratulated them. And, and so uh, they, got, they got as much attention at the finish line as the winners of the race did. Yeah, and I remember I've spoken to a bunch of the Kenyan athletes and who the Kenyan athletes really admire is the, those people because they're just like, I couldn't stay out there for you know, five and a half hours, exactly. six hours. They just, they do it in two, two, 207 and get it done. Um, really heroic stuff, yeah. triumphant stuff. I Courage. always say, and I, I've said this many times before, I think running a five-hour marathon is harder and more challenging than running a two and a half hour marathon, and um, and and you know, the people who are at the back of the pack, uh, are, they're out there for longer. They are running at with just as much effort as the people at the front of the pack, but they have to do it for a lot longer. And so I have lots of respect for the people who are not finishing in three hours or three and a half hours for sure. Amen. That's well put. Same yeah. here. And everything's good with you. Your running is going well. Yeah, I'm feeling terrific. I'm all set up for all of my races this summer and into the fall, and I know what I'm doing, and I'm hitting my speed work hard, and I'm feeling good. You know, I'm feeling really uh, focused. You know, right on my season. Yeah. yeah, good stuff. All right, we'll talk to you next week, Ben. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Ben Kaplan, I Run's editor and general manager. Coming up next, Rachel Hanna's disappointing but inspiring finish in the marathon. Travel to Edmonton this August to run the Friendly Marathon. Why? The Service Edmonton Marathon Race Weekend has events for the whole family. A Boston Qualifier Marathon, Half Marathon, Army 10K, 5K, and ABC Kids event. This event takes pride in being more personal, more genuine, more fun. Be in Edmonton August 17th and 18th and enjoy running in great temperatures, 
Soak in the River Valley views and the amazing energy as you race through downtown towards the finish line. Register at edmontonmarathon.ca. Welcome back to I Run Radio. I Run Radio is on the air every Sunday morning on 1310 News in Ottawa. And you can also listen to the podcast and check out past editions of the show at irun.ca. Just click on radio. Elite Canadian runner Rachel Hanna had high hopes for the Ottawa Marathon, but it didn't turn out as well as she hoped. In the final few kilometres, she really struggled. But that finish inspired a lot of runners and spectators who were watching. Rachel, it's great to welcome you back to I Run Radio. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. So let's talk about what you were going through during the Ottawa Marathon. Uh, walk us through what what the experience was like running the race and, and how you got to a point where it was a real struggle to keep going. Sure. Yeah, going into the race, I had pretty big expectations for myself because I'd had probably one of the best builds that I've ever had in marathon training. So I'd done the most mileage, I'd done the most long runs. But when I think back to the day and the conditions I hadn't done any heat training so that was the missing piece I was extremely fit but I probably had one run that was above maybe 15 degrees the whole training build I did wear some extra layers on my recovery runs but I don't think that quite prepared me whereas with other builds uh, if I've had a few months and you know you do fall marathon you're kind of used to it already you're able to get through and still run a good time Um, so maybe I didn't adjust my goal accordingly based on the conditions and the fact that I wasn't um, ready for the heat yet. Um, but I think that's what really caught up with me. And when I think back to other hot weather marathons, um, usually at about 30K, um, that's where it starts to, to hurt and the pace starts to drop. And that happened uh, at Ottawa too. Yeah. So I actually felt pretty smooth coming coming through 30K. Like I had a pacer, Sean Delangey, who was helping me, a friend of mine. Um, he did a really great job of pacing even, and he talked to me the whole time. And we did actually slow down. I wanted to go through half even a bit faster, but I listened to my body, and I, I think we split at like just under 118. It wasn't as fast as I thought through halfway. Um, so already then, I think the heat had already started maybe to take a little bit of a toll. Um, so after 30K, that's where I already started to hurt, and Sean dropped off and. Uh, there was another guy actually just right in front of us. He wasn't too far. And at that point, I thought in my mind, you know, you don't get to him and he can be your new pacer because he was running a very good pace. But I couldn't quite close the small gap that he had on me. So I know that I was already starting to feel quite fatigued at that point. Um, so I just tried to hang on. And, the, and then up to about 34, 35K, that's where it started to get really, really hard. I felt quite dizzy and I hadn't felt like that in a marathon before Uh, I thought it could have been a bit hydration related I don't think I took in enough fluids that I normally do I was getting some stomach cramping so although I was fueling just not quite enough so could have been some dehydration and then yeah like 35 36k I thought I had thoughts in my mind because I was fairly mentally strong with all my training runs but I was like you know I don't I don't know if I'm gonna finish (laughs) like I just had that thought that appeared and and now when I think back and I see the video of me finishing and I knew my form was breaking down because I could feel my arms were swinging funny, but I had no idea I looked like that. I, I couldn't have uh, told you that. I just knew I felt bad. Yeah. I didn't know that I looked that bad. <laughs> and just to talk about the that heat for a moment, me. Rachel, uh, it, wasn't, sure. it wasn't super hot in the sense that it wasn't like 25, 27 degrees, something like that. Uh, the the mm-hmm. temperature was technically 
uh, I think even below 20 for most of the time you were running. But it was there was something yeah. about the uh, the atmosphere that day. It was it was deceptively humid and sticky, and I, I felt that even mm-hmm. though I wasn't running, right? Yes, yeah, definitely the humidity that, like, even if it's, like, a dry heat, but it's not as humid, I find that's not as bad. Like, I've been to other places when it's not been as humid and sort of get through it. So, yeah, I do think the humidity can catch up, too. Yeah. And I know Krista said the same. Like, we both ran um, Scotia one year together, and it was quite humid. And about the same temperature, actually. I think it was around 18 and, like, 100% humidity. Um, we both ran fairly well, but we'd also come through a whole summer of that. And then it was October, so right. we were used to it. Yeah, <laughs> like that was the difference. Yeah. So, what were yeah. you actually going through in those final couple of kilometers? Because uh, you were—it looked like you were really struggling, and it looked like you were even a little bit off balance. That your your right side was really—you were favoring your right side, and and I, I mm-hmm. you were you were running very close to the side of the course as well. So you were you were obviously mm-hmm. suffering quite a bit. Yeah, I didn't even quite realize, because I know, like, in my mind, intellectually, I know to run tangents and to not run on the side of the road, and, yeah. and Dave was even pointing out, he's like, you were running further, I, I think I just couldn't get my balance quite right, and, and actually, like, my right quad was more sore after, so I do uh, realize that I had some sort of a stitch in my back, so I think that that was affecting my form even more so, so normally, I, I do look like that when I get tired and it's hot, like, I start to favor one side, but this was more pronounced just because I think I had a, a back cramp and then just the fatigue of uh, not feeling great. But, uh, yeah, when I saw the image, like, I saw a video of me coming in, and I had no idea it looked like that. Like, I I knew that I felt bad, so I, yeah. <laughs> I know that I gave it my all after seeing that. Sure, yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes I mean, you always question, you're like, did I give it 100%? And I think I did. <laughs> you left it all out there for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. do, do you think you felt better than you might uh, have appeared to spectators? Perhaps, yeah, because my form, like, my my coach, Dave, he was on the course quite a bit, and, like, he knows that sometimes my form looks like that. He was not worried about me. He knew I would finish. He didn't think it was, like, he exhaustion or anything like that. So I think I looked worse than than what appears. Like, it wasn't, I knew, like, once I saw and I got to the last two kilometers that I was going to get to the finish line, I just had to slow down quite a bit. Yeah, and why Um, was it so important to finish rather than say, you know what, this isn't my day, I'm really hurting right now. I'm I'm just going to step off the course. Yeah, and it's it's been like a really important thing to me to to try to finish the race as long as I'm not like my criteria for dropping out would be if I'm physically hurt, like if a muscle yeah. is like you know tearing or a bone, like something like that. I will stop like if it's really really bad, um, or if I do feel like I'm going to pass out. I was just a bit dizzy and felt low blood sugar, but that's like normal end of marathon feelings. So I think I was right on that line where I was like, I know I can finish, but um, yeah, I think I just appeared to look worse. (laughs) Yeah. Now, something that came to mind as I was watching you is that for, uh, for many elite runners, the, the final part of the marathon course can, can actually be quite uh, a lonely experience because you're, if you're at the front of the pack or there is a pack, uh, of course you're mm-hmm. running with other runners, but if you get separated from that group, uh, you know, we, when people sort of picture a marathon, they picture the group of leaders and then they picture the throngs of amateur runners who are never alone. But in the middle there, mm-hmm. in between, there's a group of elite runners, many of whom end up running without seeing another person. And I know Reed Coolset was talking about this uh, at the Ottawa Marathon as well. He didn't see, mm-hmm. I think he saw only one person in the last 10 or 12K of the race. And, and that can be mm-hmm. an element of of the experience for you as well, right? 
Absolutely, yeah. I think you don't realize the impact that that can have. And uh, you're right, like when you've run a certain time, sometimes there's not a lot of people nearby, depending on the race. And then I think just when, but for me, like I do a lot of training by myself, so I do know how to push myself when I feel good. And like Krista did pass me at about, I'm not sure exactly where, so I could have ran with her in her group because she had a couple guys around her. So that would have pulled me along to like a better time if I could have held on. But I just felt so bad at that point. I couldn't even go with her for 100 yeah. meters. So that's where I knew. I knew I just had to hang on to my own pace at that point. Um, but you're right. It can be a little bit more challenging at the end when you get tired. Yeah. And, and doesn't this tell the story of just how there are so many variables in a marathon and many of them are beyond your control? You trained really well. Mm-hmm. You were really happy with how you were coming into the race. But but there's yeah. there's a you know, there's an element that's a roll of the dice, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's part of the appeal of the marathon is that it it is really hard. The training is hard and. Um, but when you finish a marathon build, you feel quite successful and you always gain something from it. Like I know I gained a lot from this, even though it didn't reflect on the time that I wanted necessarily or the placing on the day. Um, I grew a lot stronger as a runner because I, I came off a lot higher mileage and was able to stay healthy. So I know that I can carry that into my next build. Um, but yeah, I think that's the excitement because you don't know what's going to happen come race day. Just got to give it your best. Yeah, that's the challenge as well. Yeah. <laughs> And so, so you were able to walk away from that uh, without feeling too disappointed. Then is that right? Not too disappointed. Like I'm, I was, like to be honest, I was pretty disappointed afterwards. I'm starting to come around, and always with you know more days after to reflect, you start to feel a little bit better. Um, so there's always like negatives and positives. So I try to go back and forth to make myself feel better. Um, so I think just the disappointment and the time and not, it not reflecting where I thought I was, which was close to PB shape. Um, I think that was the main disappointment. But then if I look at the positives, um, I finished it completely healthy. I didn't hurt anything. Um, and I also uh, placed higher than I did four years ago. So that was a positive. I think I was eighth overall, and I might have been tenth um, four years ago. So I look at that as a positive thing um, from the race. Yeah. And do you take away any lessons from that experience? Yes. Yeah, I do take away the importance of getting ready for conditions that you're about to race in so if I was to do it again I would have done some type of heat training just because I didn't like normally even if I'm not quite ready I can usually handle the heat a little bit better but it was something about that day and and perhaps it's just a little bit of a higher body weight that I'm carrying that made it a bit more difficult for me I'm still learning to run competitively at a bit of a higher body weight so I do think that was a little bit of a factor Um, so I would have done more um, training runs with extra layers on uh, maybe some sauna usage or hot tubs Um, I know that there was a room in um, actually in Guelph that uh, Krista was telling me about that um, they make it into a heat chamber I think they turn the kettle on and put a heater on and it's a treadmill so maybe I would have done a couple runs on that Um, I just didn't leading up to it because I don't usually run on treadmills so I didn't want to introduce that new stimulus but um thinking forward i think i would do that if i was going to do another spring or or hot weather marathon and have you heard feedback from people who watched you because i certainly have uh i've heard from a lot of runners who saw you struggling to finish and and knowing you knowing how strong a runner you are and the fact that you were uh you were hurting quite a bit and you still made it to the finish line i think inspired a lot of people i've heard them say that Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, I'm really, really glad to inspire and, and send an example. I've heard from, from several people, actually. A lot of, like, my close 
running friends and family were quite concerned, I think, just because of the way that I looked. But I did get received some very nice messages from them um, about just the fact of finishing, even if it's not, you know, the time that you wanted. Um, and a couple people on course, too, like there was one person who in particular messaged me, I think it was on Instagram, and she said her and her daughter were at um, maybe 38 or 39K. Uh, anytime I hear that I can inspire younger people is really, really fantastic, and it makes me feel very good. And so it it helps to lessen the disappointment that I get from, you know, finishing time or a place. Um, and she said they watched, and she said that um, it was just an example of, you know, if you want to be your best, you know, you have to finish things despite how hard it is. So that was a really nice message to receive from her. Right on. Well, it's very well deserved, yeah. Rachel. Uh, I, I'm sorry Thanks. that it wasn't the outcome you wanted, but but it was very inspiring nonetheless. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Yeah, you're welcome. My pleasure. That's elite Canadian runner Rachel Hanna. Coming up next, the inspiring story of how one athlete completed the Lumberjack Challenge with a little bit of help. Travel to Edmonton this August to run the Friendly Marathon. Why? The Service Edmonton Marathon Race Weekend has events for the whole family. A Boston Qualifier Marathon, Half Marathon, Army 10K, 5K, and ABC Kids event. This event takes pride in being more personal, more genuine, more fun. Be in Edmonton, August 17th and 18th, and enjoy running in great temperatures, soak in the River Valley views, and the amazing energy as you race through downtown towards the finish line. Register at edmontonmarathon.ca. Tim Kerr was among the last few runners to approach the finish line at the Ottawa Marathon. He has an incredible story of recovering from a brain injury and stroke, and was participating in the Lumberjack Challenge, which includes the 2K, 5K, 10K, and marathon events at Ottawa Race Weekend. Tim, thank you for joining us on iRun Radio. Hey, thank you, Mark. It's a pleasure. And congratulations on completing the Lumberjack Challenge at Ottawa Race Weekend. Oh, yeah, thank you. It was a, it was a, it was a great experience all, uh, all around and uh, had some great times out on the course. So tell me what uh, prompted you to take that challenge on. So I'm uh, uh, about seven years ago. I had a brain hemorrhage and stroke, and spent three months at the Briere uh, Stroke Rehabilitation Center, uh, where through their assistance, I managed to recover um, the vast majority of my mobility um, after having been significantly disabled. Because initially, I wasn't able to use my left side or sit up straight, and uh, and so since then, I obviously owe them a great debt, and so I decided to. Uh, the past couple of years, I've been um, uh, participating in, in the race weekend, trying to raise awareness and support for Briere. And this year, I decided to do the Lumberjack Challenge, and I uh, did it with a fellow stroke survivor, uh, a friend of mine named Randy, and, and he and I did all four races. And as I said, it was a great experience. Um, uh, first time we'd ever done a marathon uh, each of us, so it was a, a big challenge for us uh, to get through that, let alone do all four races. But after everything you've been through, just the fact that you're moving at all and that you're participating in a marathon, I mean, even participating in a 2K is remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, we weren't running, we were we were walking the marathon races and because uh, I can't run and neither can Randy due to the stroke. Um, but we certainly took on the challenge to, to try to do it in as good a time as possible and we're aiming for a five and a half hour finish for uh, the marathon 
Um, and like I said, unfortunately, halfway through the marathon, Randy's knee uh, really started giving him issues. And so we had to end up after the halfway point stopping very frequently so he could get ice on it or to get the pain relieving gel, take some Tylenol, et cetera. And so we ended up finishing last in the marathon, which was, uh, which was, I mean, uh, disappointing in terms of our time, but really great in terms of us, first of all, being able to finish it, uh, and completing the lumberjack challenge. And then also, um, as we were coming up on the finish line, we happened upon a, uh, another gentleman who was just finishing the half marathon and it ended up being the, the final finisher in the half marathon. And uh, he was being accompanied by one of the extra mile crew volunteers. And we got to chatting with him and his the volunteer who was accompanying him and, and found out his name uh, uh, was Gregory. He was from New York State. Uh, he had just turned 73 the day before uh, during Saturday's uh, races. And he and his wife, um, we were told, had been married in Ottawa 47 years ago that weekend. And they, for the past four years, have been coming up to Ottawa to celebrate his birthday, their anniversary. And I think, I uh, believe he, this is the fourth year in a row he has done uh, one of the races. I don't know if he's done the marathon all all four years, but it was just uh, quite an honor to, to cross the finish line together. So Randy and I decided we'd, we'd cross the finish line with Gregory. And so there we were, the, the final finishers of the marathon and the half marathon crossing the line together. And what was special about that was as we were crossing the line, all the volunteers, all the extra mile crew and all the other volunteers at the finish line, you know, started really cheering for us and, and realizing that we were the last um, people they, uh, they had to help across the finish line. You know, it was really quite a special experience. And then, you know, John Stanton was there at the finish line, so we quite honored to shake his hand as we crossed. So all around a, a tremendous experience. Wow, that sounds amazing! You you got all the you probably got as much fanfare as the first person across the finish line. <laughs> I think we did. Yeah, yeah, we felt really felt really special, especially uh, since we'd uh, you know being helped uh, quite significantly along the course. Like I said, the last half of the marathon by uh, the first the uh, first daters, um, you know, volunteers at the various stations. And, you know, everybody cheering us on, even even though we were making very slow time. And then as we came up on the last couple of kilometers, we had one of the extra mile crew accompany us and uh, and keep us motivated to keep going. Because, uh, you know, Randy was in quite a bit of pain at the, you know, during the last uh, last little bit. And so, uh, you know, he, he showed a lot, a tremendous amount of grit and determination just to finish. Um, and then the, the volunteers really helped us by motivating both of us to keep going and, and cross the finish line and then to get to finish with, with Gregory and hear his story with something else as well. So yeah, quite quite an exciting time. Yeah, and and what made Randy keep going even though he was really in a lot of pain? Well, he had like as, you know he's already survived a stroke and regained uh, much of his mobility. Um, so he, he his his nature is very determined and and forward moving and positive. And so he had set a goal in his mind to complete with me the lumberjack challenge in support of Briere, and he was determined. Uh, I guess come hell or high water to finish, and uh, you know, good on him. You know, he uh, he was carrying a, a, a pack, you know, with his water and, and and such extra clothes on his back, and I had tried to convince him to give it to me as uh, you know, take some of the weight off him as he struggled uh, to finish, and he was adamant that he would finish, you know, uh, uh, with all the all his kit by himself just to complete the challenge. So tremendous amount of determination and grit shown by him and and by uh, Gregory as, as they cross the finish line. Yeah. 
What a great story. So what did it mean to you to be able to complete not just the marathon, but the Lumberjack Challenge, which includes the the 2K, the 5K, and the 10K on the previous day? Well, it was a tremendous uh, uh, accomplishment in terms of being able to, to complete all the races in itself. And then as part, as part of uh, um, the challenge, we, the Briere Foundation had uh, provided me with a Briere sign, so I got to carry that around for all the races. And so it was uh, quite an amazing experience as, I, as we went from one race to the other to meet competitors who, you know, other lumberjack challengers or other uh, individuals who were doing multiple races or even other spectators who had seen us more than one time, you know, really come up and say, hey, we saw you before, you know, well done, and, and really cheer us on extra special because we were doing the races so um and then of course we got to see the beautiful city of ottawa a number of times as we crossed uh the finish line and went by the canal uh a number of times for the route but we got to experience um and i will say that each race is its own different experience you know the 2k you've got a lot of families there so it's really you know a genial family related atmosphere the 5k starts to become a bit more competitive but there's a huge huge increase in the number of participants and then as we went to the, the new start of the 10K this year, I remarked uh, that, you know, as we went down, uh, we walked across um, uh, Laurier and went down the bridge onto Colonel By, and the 30,000, I believe, 30,000 people who were waiting to start the 10K were just lined up all the way down Colonel By, and it was just, I've never seen so many people uh, lined up in a queue like that before. And then as we were getting ready to start, the jets flying over, I mean, what, what a great experience. And then uh, pair that with the marathon and seeing, parts of the city that I'd never seen before, you know, the, over in Gatineau and then in Rockcliffe. Just an incredible experience to have done all the races and be able to wear Briere's uh, emblem on my back and have so many yeah. people can congratulate us and then also ask about Briere. And so I'd be able to raise raise awareness for, uh, for what Briere does was just incredible. And you got to cross the finish line four times, which is pretty cool. <laughs> That's right, four yeah. times. Yes, it was great. And, uh, yeah, it was great. Like I said, each race, race was special. For the 2K, we had another stroke survivor, uh, a fellow named Robert, who is just recovering from his stroke. So he was in a wheelchair for the race, but he was adamant that uh, he would uh, stand up from his wheelchair and walk across the start line and then walk again across the finish line. So this was during the 2K, so we, we, uh, we did that with him, and, and he was successful in that challenge. And then the 5K, Randy and I did, and then the 10K uh, we did with a couple other members of the Briere team, um, and then a number of other members of the Briere team also did uh, the marathon as well. So it was, it was a great experience to to be able to do that and have all those unique experiences for each of the races. And what would you say about uh, the Extra Mile crew and what they did uh, to bring people across the finish line? Just just an incredible experience. It was uh, uh, really humbling to see the amount of effort they put in you know they were there at all along the race to cheer us on but then also were as we experienced ourselves there to assist those in need uh with motivation um you know get, making sure we had access to water or or you know guiding us to the first aid stations and really interesting like one of the the volunteer who helped us um I guess the last two kilometers of the marathon was from Pembroke. You know, she had done this come down special uh, just to be able to have this experience. You know, she's a she's a runner, but really wanted to have the experience of helping other people cross the finish line, hearing all their stories. Everybody's got a different story about why they're doing the marathon or why they're doing the 10K and what it means to them. And so she really wanted that experience to 
to be able to relate, uh, you know, her experience of running with other people's uh, desire to do the same and then be able to help them and guide them along uh, their journey. So really a fantastic uh, and amazing group of individuals and very humbling to be uh, assisted by them and really honored to be part of the, the race weekend with them. Well, congratulations, Tim. What you did is remarkable, especially where you were just a few years ago. And uh, the fact that you're raising money and awareness for Bruyere, a, a terrific organization here in Ottawa, and that you completed the Lumberba- Lumberjack Challenge and uh, you got the fanfare you deserved at the finish line. Thank you so much for joining us on IREN Radio. Hey, thanks, Mark. And thanks, uh, everybody who organized Race Weekend. It was just a fantastic experience, and I hope uh, a lot more people in Ottawa take advantage of it. That's Tim Kerr, who completed the Lumberjack Challenge at Ottawa Race Weekend. Coming up next, a member of the Extra Mile crew. Travel to Edmonton this August to run the Friendly Marathon. Why? The Service Edmonton Marathon Race Weekend has events for the whole family. A Boston Qualifier Marathon, Half Marathon, Army 10K, 5K, and ABC Kids event. This event takes pride in being more personal, more genuine, more fun. Be in Edmonton, August 17th and 18th, and enjoy running in great temperatures, soak in the River Valley views, and the amazing energy as you race through downtown towards the finish line. Register at edmontonmarathon.ca. We just told you about how Tim Kerr and his friend were helped through the final few kilometers of the Ottawa Marathon by the Extra Mile crew. Niev Seguin was a member of that group of volunteers who helped to get participants across the finish line. Niev, thank you very much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. So how did you become a member of the Extra Mile crew? Tell us the story. Yeah, so um, I started running uh, 10Ks at the Ottawa Race Weekend uh, four years ago. And last year, I was actually studying for my uh, my final exams in uh, university, and I was procrastinating, obviously. And uh, I was online looking at, uh, I think it was either a magazine or an article, and I saw that Extra Mile Crew was a thing. So I didn't know what it was, and I looked it up, and I found that so cool. I found that it was a really good, great opportunity for me to join running and uh, my, my love to help others. So um, I contacted... Um, Dominic, uh, as, who is the coordinator, and I was really stressed about it because for me, I, I am not a marathon runner. I, uh, I I run 10Ks. Like I didn't know if I was uh, I had I was good enough to do it. And then he convinced me. He was like, "Come on the team," and uh, that's kind of how it started. So, I loved the experience last year, so this year I was 100 percent in. All right, and procrastinating about studying for your exams actually paid off here. Led to a yeah, great experience. 100%. Yeah, and not and not immediate gratification, but but long term satisfaction. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so tell me about that first experience that you had last year. What was it like? So um, again, like I said, I was really stressed because for me, I was like, "What if I'm trying to help someone and then like I I can't even help because I can't you know run as fast or run as as long as as they are running." Um, but then, uh, my team leader, Tony was awesome. He was super, super nice. And he was giving us a lot of advice. Uh, so then we kind of, uh, I, I went there that morning and it kind of came natural to me. Um, I feel like a lot of people that sign up with the extra mile crew, they know what they're getting into. And, um, the thing that you have to do is encourage them. Uh, that's the first thing in the morning. And just like I was there early, so I saw the, the elites go by and the, the really fast runners that didn't really need our help at the 
time. Um, but I was, you know, just encouraging, uh, like screaming at them that they could do it. And that was really, really, it came naturally. And then uh, at one point I started running. And at, at one point this guy was like, okay, can you run with me? And I was like, yeah, for sure. And we started talking, kind of like built that connection. And then he was like, can you run with me till the end? Like, I really need it. And I was like, for sure. And at that point, I was at 34 kilometer mark. So I was like, you know what? I'll run eight kilometers in the beginning of the day. Like, I've done 10Ks, but that's okay. Like, the pace was not um, the one that I was running, so it wasn't too bad. Um, I loved the experience. And then I, I was stuck in the last kilometer for, like, throughout the rest of the day. Um, cause every time I would go back, I would see someone walk and I'm like, you have 200 meters to go. Come on, you got this. So it was a really great experience. I finished the day with a big smile on my face, sore legs, but, um, it was just, the feeling was indescribable. And how would you describe the role of a member of the extra mile crew? You're, you're accompanying runners to the finish line, but it's so much more than that, isn't it? Absolutely. So um, our role, it's important to remember that it's not necessarily medic or we're not like pace bunnies or anything like that, but really there to to accompany people if they want to. So it's really on the runners, um, like if they want to, if they don't want to or anything like that. And uh, it's kind of like, for, for me, how I see it, it's an encouragement, but it's also a distraction. Uh, I mean, running 42.2 kilometers is a pretty long distance, um, and having those distractions here and there are really helpful. So um, just having that person to tell you that you got this and to talk about your life and also to have that reminder of why you're doing this. Every time I run, I ask them, um, what marathon is that for them? So if they're like, I'm like, is this your first one? You're like 15th one. Um, so I've heard a lot of different numbers, but in general, it kind of reminds them like, either I've done this before or it's my first time, it's okay that I'm struggling and I got this for the next like 15K, 10K, 5K and so on. So it's really about us reminding them why they're there. Like it's all their job. It's all their work. I'm not putting any, uh, like it's not, um, like they're doing the work and they're doing the job and uh, just reminding them why they're doing that. I've heard so many beautiful stories and just, us being there and running with them and and reminding them why they're there is really what we're do what we're there for. So is talking a big part of the role and 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 it, you mentioned distracting but also encouraging, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, I would usually just ask them like if I if I see them run by and I see that they might be struggling or they might be like looking at us. Um, I would ask them if they want to want a partner to jog with for a few a few kilometers and then I just start jogging with them. So. What I do is I usually try try to build a connection, uh, talk to them a little bit, uh, distract them by asking them about themselves. And also uh, sometimes I bring up a little bit of of what I do to kind of like distract them in that sense. And then it's encouragement. It's like, you got this, uh, like why are you doing this and all that stuff. So it's a lot about about talking, encouraging them, and sometimes just having that person run with you. Because if they're like, if they see me on the corner of their eye running, then it's going to encourage them to run as well. So it's a bit of both, yeah. And it says something about the psychology of running that uh, even though it changes nothing about the physical side of running, it's still that person whose legs are taking him or her to the finish line, uh, that that having somebody next to you encouraging you, sharing the load in a way, uh, does actually work, right? That's the thing that's fascinating mm-hmm. about it. It It is all psychological, Absolutely. but it makes a difference. 
Yeah, hundred um, percent. I'm. Uh, I play volleyball with the University of Ottawa. So for me, encouraging is all of it, and being accountable to your teammates and be having that person beside you. And I've been running with my boyfriend uh, the 10K for the past years, and have, I know that having that person beside me is really, really helpful. And I know that about my teammates. I, I know that about um, my the coaching staff as well. So I know how that impacts other people as well. And running is such a mental activity, so uh, it makes a big difference. So tell me about some of the people you met this year when you were running. Um, So I met um, this man, and uh, he was awesome. He was running, uh, and he was coming from uh, far uh, on the Quebec side, and he was telling me all about, like, he's running with some friends, and he was uh, here with a a group of people, and uh, he told me at one point that he was running for this girl, and uh, he was running for his friend's niece, if I remember correctly, uh, that unfortunately died in a car accident. Uh, so they were running, uh, and he kept, like, reminding me of her name, and uh, he kept repeating, like, I'm running for her. Uh, so it was really, really beautiful to see that. Wow. Um, at another point of the day as well, I uh, I went back, and I started running the last two kilometers with this woman. She was amazing. She was working so hard. It was her first marathon, um, and we were talking about her daughter preparing Katie for dinner and stuff like that. Um, and she was telling me all about the support system that she had. So her daughter was calling her every like every twenty every hour, I think, um, to remind her, like to, to encourage her and stuff like that. So that was really really beautiful to see that. And she actually found me um, on Facebook afterwards, and she sent me a little message, and she was like, you know, thank you for doing that. I really appreciate it. And I mean, I don't need that recognition, but it really really felt good to see that I helped her a lot. Wow. You, you, it's so inspiring to meet these people and to, and to meet them at a, at a at a crucial juncture in the marathon, right? Absolutely, yeah. I'm like you. I'm like you've been running like all these kilometers. Like you've been running I don't know, like forty, forty something kilometers, and you're here now, and I'm talking to you. And I've, I mean, I woke up two hours ago, and I just came here. You know, so it's it's amazing to see where they're at. But you must also run quite a bit, going back and forth and back and forth, right? Yeah, um, I my time wasn't wasn't recorded correctly this year, uh, but my watch said I ran like close to thirty kilometers. My phone said like a little bit over twenty, so I'm guessing around twenty five to thirty kilometers this year, wow. which was similar to last year's. Yeah, and and yeah. in the end, what is it that appeals to you? What what uh, what stands out most for you uh, about why you enjoy it so much? Um, I think it's the. Um, it's it's both like you know when you're running and you have that good feeling and you're 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 enjoying it and it's nice out and it's that feeling of running plus that feel, feeling of helping plus the rush of the Ottawa race weekend like of the Ottawa marathon um, it's all those things it's just thrilling um, I was running um, during the marathon with the extra mile crew and one of the other extra mile crew. Um, volunteers just came up to me and he was like this is so thrilling right like this is crazy and I was like I know and I'm like is this your first year he's like yeah and he was you know it's it's a bunch of emotions at the same time um, and it's also understanding that I'm making a difference um, I wouldn't trade that for anything it really really brings um, the best out of them because uh, they're running like, and they're they're working super hard, and we're helping that and stuff like that. But it also brings out the best out of us. 
Yeah. Um, it really is something special. Yeah, it's, you get a lot out of it, but you're also helping other people, and they appreciate it, and, and you're making a huge difference. Thank you for doing Definitely, that. Absolutely, yeah. And congratulations. No uh, that's a lot of running and a lot of helping. Uh, so well done, <laughs> and thank you for joining us on the show. Thank you very much. That's Niev Sege, a member of the Extra Mile crew at Ottawa Race Weekend. Coming up in the weeks ahead, we'll talk to the Canadian-born CEO of Noon Hydration and more remarkable and inspiring stories of runners achieving their goals. I hope you can join us next week on iRun Radio. Thank you for listening. Have a great week.